these are so basic exercises, yet they, they're so effective. And I think that's, especially for RA people, this is so great. You don't have to do complicated movements and strenuous movements to get results. This podcast does not constitute medical advice. All changes surrounding medications, diet and exercise should be made in consultation with a professional who can assess your unique health circumstances. Welcome to the Rheumatoid Solutions Podcast with Clint Patterson, helping you to live an easier, healthier and happier life. Today, we're going to look at a case study of someone with rheumatoid arthritis who has worked with a functional movement coach, which is someone who does similar to physical therapy, but works with the body in a way that it's designed to be moved. And our guest today is Carl Reader from carlreadercoaching.com. And he's a functional movement coach who works with people with not just rheumatoid arthritis, but people who've had uh, sporting injuries and uh, just problems with their uh, physical abilities across the board. He is a coach within our support forum for our rheumatoid support members, and he is today presenting a case study of a lady with rheumatoid arthritis who worked one-on-one with him and the challenges that she faced with her rheumatoid arthritis, the progress that she made, some of the epiphanies and the breakthroughs that they had together, and overall, the benefits of before and after with working with him. And the reason that we want to do this is that we'll uh, help you to see ways in which you can use physical therapy uh, very functionally uh, to be able to improve your symptoms, reduce inflammation, and restore some range of motion and regain some strength. So, Carl, welcome back to this podcast. It's not your first time, but it's always a pleasure to have you. Oh, Clint, great to be back and uh, always enjoy sharing with you guys. And uh, thank you for having me back on again. I'm looking forward to this one. It's a case study, as I mentioned. So why don't you start by saying, what symptoms did your client or patient, if you like, uh, present with when you first started working with her? And was it face-to-face in person or was it over Zoom? And uh, set us up for the sort of the scenario. Yeah, she was. Um, she's a lady. She's sixty-three years old. She'd been. Uh, she's been struggling with RA for over fifty years. And uh, she actually listened to podcasts we did together on Patterson program. And uh, she just reached out to me. She was going through a flare-up, and um, she mentioned that she needed some assistance with some movements. And so she got in contact with me, and we we set up uh, the online coaching and and had a discovery call where we to see if we would actually if I was able to help her. And um, so she was presenting with really bad swollen knees and a stiff neck and shoulder and sore feet. So those are her symptoms, yeah. And um, yeah, yeah, very sorry, interesting. Yeah. So lots of common areas, especially the swollen knees, is going to get a lot of eyebrows raised, a lot of interest being piqued uh, for people who are listening or watching to this, wanting to know what you did with that. And in your discovery call, I don't even know, but do you offer that for free or is there a small fee to do the discovery call? No, it's a 15 minutes uh, discovery call where I just ask questions and they get to share their history and, and just to see if, if what I do is going to be of any benefit to them and, and if it's going to work. Um, so, and, that, and also, it's great because it's, they can get to 
so that no like and trust me sort of feel that they get an idea of what what i do yeah okay so it's a free 15 minute session okay yeah. people should definitely take you up on that uh and find out whether or not um, you can help them basically um we have a questionnaire quite similar for people in our support group there are some people that you know it's not a good fit for and Correct. so you need to if you're working together closely with someone you do want to have that sort of feel out it's like a absolutely you know <laughs> like these dating apps these days you want to <laughs> you want to both swipe right before you go on the date or it could go all wrong um now so what was she hoping to get out of her sessions what were her expectations before beginning with you were they realistic or did you feel that you would be able to help her with her what well, you know been saying 50 years she's she said to me you know she's she's tried many practitioners she's done many things many exercise things so you know she was hoping to i think the big thing was just to find something different that she hadn't tried before and and what really piqued her interest was this learning how to move correctly something that she hadn't you know heard of or, or been trained to do and she wanted to be more independent so take charge of her own health not having to be reliant on sort of medications um, so they would empower her, they would help her to to take charge of it. And, and um, she loved the idea of maybe um, creating like new movement habits so that she could do at home. And so that was a big expectation. And um, that's exactly down my alley. You know, that's what I do. It's 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 relying on on, on the, the, the the movements to to bring the changes as opposed to just going through a sense of exercises. So that was something that she was really keen to get out of those sessions. And um, it sounds... Uh... Let me just put on my sort of skeptics hat for a minute. What if people are thinking, but how can just moving my body a little bit more the way it was designed going to reduce symptoms? It sounds overly simplistic. Yeah. I think like anything that's been designed, if you use it incorrectly, it just gets destroyed or broken. And if you use it correctly, it's it's sort of like the body we know, it's just that homeostasis. It's it's always seeking to to bring healing and balance and restoration. So when we when we move in the way that we're designed to, and especially with our rheumatoid, like loading, loading, it's it's if you're loading the body incorrectly, if you graunching or twisting or talking or this, you know, it's 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 makes a huge difference by just getting those those five ten percent load differences or weight center of gravity in the right place and positioning the body correctly it has a huge difference for people who are struggling with with ailments or particularly ra you know if you're 21 and you fit and fine and you don't really notice the difference but when you do have pain you notice it very quickly mm. so what did you do obviously you started working together after you had your your short chat together um what plan did you put in place up front? I mean, what was the yeah. big picture strategy? And then we'll get into the detail, but what was your big picture strategy? Well, I, when I said to her, if you, you can't go straight into teaching people how to move correctly because functional movement, correct functional movements, needs, needs, there needs to be some sort of base level strength. So you, if you just take someone and you say, hey, look, I'm going to teach you how to move correctly in the first session, you're actually going to, you can do damage because I just they don't have the, they don't have the strength to move functionally or even the, even the, 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 the what do you call it, the coordination. So we said to her, we, we, want to, we want to first build your strength. We want to first also look at activating the muscles, by which means improving the brain and muscle communication through very simple movements. Uh, this just improve, enhances the functioning of the key muscles we want to work. And then we want to build her baseline core strength, which I, which I always do with all my clients. And then from there, I said to her, then we can start to 
actually teach you how to move functionally. And that obviously resonated with her because, you know, she, because in the past she'd done movements and exercises that she, sort of the body objected to. So she was also quite nervous about doing exercises. So I said, look, it's very step-by-step process. And, you know, we're going to start off very easily and we're going to actually, we're going to, before we start getting into how to climb stairs, how to get out of a chair, we're going to actually prepare your body for movements, build up your base level strength, and then we're going to teach you how to move. And that was the plan. Yeah, beautiful. Uh, Give us an idea of the sort of things that you might suggest to a newcomer who wants to start working with you around the core, just so we really sort of give people that sense of understanding of what would they be in for? I know each person is different. So uh, in your case study here that you're walking through, um, in terms of core strength, we're talking about abdominal, right, area. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and the waist, well, the the trunk muscles, but like you said, more specific to the abdominal area. So we all have the same nervous system. So depending on whoever I work with, I always mention that your, your nervous, the nerves to the core muscles are like what we talk about T6 to T11, your mid thoracic, mid back. So any sort of postural pain deviation from the norm sort of will impact those nerves. And that then has an effect on your core muscles. So if you're trying to do core strength and you haven't got good communication through those nervous system, then you, you actually end up straining the back muscles and your neck. And so Many of the traditional conventional sort of exercises today, I mean, you look at planking and all these kind of exercises, they find and they build core strength, but they're not always appropriate for people struggling with RA. So we, we look at more like very simple exercises done in the chair um, using elastic bands, uh, resistance bands, sorry. And it's incredible because you're able to position people in a comfortable position where they can strengthen their core muscles without actually um, if you look at doing sit-ups or something, it often strains the neck and it, it starts to impact on the back as well. So what's great about these exercises, you can do them without straining your back. And that's often a big complaint amongst people in general trying to strengthen their core is they feel their back muscles getting hurt or their hip flexors are getting tight. So, mm. yeah. Yeah, I love it. We can't take anything for granted with when you have rheumatoid arthritis. Uh, it's almost like... Um, your entire body is guilty until proven innocent. You don't know what's sort of out of place, not working well, inflamed, irritated, contraindications with one part of the body and 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 actions that could upset somewhere else. Great. So um, I'm I'm sure a, a thorough diagnostic is required to assess the level of uh, of, of starting point. Yeah. A lot of the core strength though is, which is very interesting for listeners is that when we, when we work on the core strength, we're then able to then start to make uh, postural changes and spinal changes. So I use the core as a way to um, decompress the spine. Um, If you look at a lot of the mobility exercises, even in yoga, I use, if I help my yoga clients, I get them to do core strengthening first, then go do yoga. Because when they do the core, it actually unlocks the spine. They can get more greater range of motion, mobility, and that improvement in the spine then translates to better movements, better, uh, you know, load on the knees. It's all connected, as we, as you know. So this is where the, the individual coaching comes in. Is like, what, what part of the spine am I going to look at today or where are we going to focus our sort of remedial work to help you with the knees? Um, a lot of it's like even just helping the upper body mobility can affect the knees. So it's it's very specific, but it's that's where the the breakthroughs come in because often people just can't get through, you know, like they've got to hit a roadblock or they're stuck. Okay. So you spent some time with her working on her core and uh, 
and consequently then it works on sort of back posture and so forth. Correct. Um, how long do you spend? How many sessions on this? How much homework do people have away from the sessions with you? The frequency of the of the meetings. Uh, answer that, please, first, and then what do you do after that? Or what yeah, do you do? So we look at we start off with like two sessions a week for maybe two to three weeks, depending on the client's needs. And then we, if it's you know, in the first week and two weeks, it's important because you're building that um, the coordination, and, and I'm able to really look at what's address the areas, and then. There is homework, so they do the exercises at home. I send them uh, pictures with uh, w- um, with all the details, like a plan with what they need to do. And um, it's so important to for them to stick to that program because often they'll do more, or, or they want to like they want to accelerate the process. Um, I know that's quite common, and then they end up sometimes not getting pain, but they said it's my fault. I've done too much. So it's quite it's not a lot. In the beginning is to get this to, to get them used to the movements but there is it's and then i usually advise a day's rest in between so three to four days at times a week but with a day's rest um, a lot of people like to be moving every day so it's it's been a challenge to just get them to do the maybe basic movements every day but the strengthening to just give it a day's rest especially if there's flare-ups um, and then it tapers off um, to once a week a general, my general plan is six weeks with clients, but I have a lot of clients who stay with me for a year, <laughs> doing twice a week or once a week for a year. It, it depends on what they need and what they're looking to get out of the session. Mm. Okay. So let's move through now to rolling out the plan for the case study. As we said, uh, we worked on the core area and balance and so on. And then what did you do next? And talk about any, uh, you know, the specifics of what you did next and some progress and uh, and some objections and the whole the whole interaction go through that yeah well it, it, a lot of it starts with chair exercises so you know doing the core we mentioned and then getting out of the chair i mean if you're just just getting out of a chair is like a basic is like a, a squat so just helping her to go from out of the chair and then i did uh, we started doing weighted getting out of the chair with weights and then a lot of a lot of the resistant band work so pulling down like looking at strengthening your arms and um, the core as well so those therabands are very useful to, you know, just to help with general strength. We mentioned she had sore neck as well and shoulders. So there was a lot of mobility work, working through the upper back and neck uh, and then strengthening her shoulders using those, those bands. And then from there, I went to actually teaching her how to squat, like and how to bend and how to climb stairs, how to get off the floor correctly, sort of everyday practical things that she would be doing, gardening, lifting, um, that was a huge benefit for her as well, because that's where, you know, that's where the pain was coming, getting up and down the stairs. So that was, but now that we had the strength, now that she felt that she was confident to move in that area, then we, we could then go to the climbing stairs. You know, I don't want to teach climbing stairs when you, she hasn't got the basic strength to do it correctly. So once she got that, then she was away. And uh, what were some of the breakthroughs that you saw along the way? I think the, the big thing was the, 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 the big improvement was in the neck, the, the range of motion and the flexibility, and then the, just the significant reduction in pain and swelling in the knees, which, I, which she mentioned is a very a key point here is that the confidence that she had from the strength and knowing what to do, she often would protect herself by stiffening up the joints, which I think is quite common with people with aura. It's like a protective mechanism and just being able to have that, that, that confidence and knowing that the, the improvements in body awareness, she was able to move the joints more freely. And that obviously then translates into pain relief. And as you know, I've talked about this a few times, you know, we, it's so important just to get those joints moving. 
but when you don't know that how to move them or you haven't got the strength and then and then you actually then you, even that whole fear of avoiding pain and movements just it has the opposite effect it does yeah there is a downward spiral effect where if you stop exercising to reduce inflammation or to stop feeling pain then the uh, sensitivity increases and you become Correct. ultimately more and more inactive because your abilities go down and down so we have to find a, a tolerable level of discomfort when we exercise that isn't damaging uh, we have to be able to work through that level of discomfort and start with very low discomfort but keep keep asking the question of that joint can you do this can you maybe do this little bit extra for me what about yesterday you did that can you do this bit more and you know what the joint tends to in most cases respond well as long as you in your world it's a functional movement it's something it's not something where you know like a a uh, leg extension exercise at the gym oh, which is yes, completely yeah. infunctional it's something yeah. that we're designed to do which is sit and stand sit and stand which is a squat correct and i think that you make a good point with that pain is is that a lot of the clients that i work online struggle to differentiate between well, what is what is actually causing the pain is it the muscle is it the tendon is it the joint so it's so important and i think that's where the one-on-one -on -one comes on where I'm able to just say, hang on a minute, what do you mean you're feeling pain? Where's the pain? It's here. Okay, hang on, stop. That's actually the joints. Or actually you're compressing your joints. Oh, I, did, I thought I was stretching. No, you're not stretching, you're compressing. Or so, And they'll say, well, I feel this. And I say, actually, that's a good pain. No, that's a bad. So helping them in that, because they don't have that, 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 that understanding. And I've had now over 20 years of working with pain. So I can, I can quickly say, no, that's the wrong type of pain you're getting there. And even though it's a bad pain, keep going. It's getting better, the pain. It's gone, the pain. So I know when to push them through the pain or not. And I think that's just the, it really, that's where they're helping. It helps so much because you can't do that at home or you, you, you know, you, you don't want to, you know, just wing it when it comes to pain. Especially when there's swelling. Uh, and so in your case study, you've got the swelling in the knees. And when there is swelling, it's like a whole new card game. The, the rules are sort of out the window because some things that make, under normal conditions be helpful for just about everyone else. When the knee is swollen, it introduces complexity that requires great, great care and insight to not stir things up. Correct, um, correct. Yeah. So getting swelling reduction in the knees from working with you is a phenomenal outcome. Uh, it's hard to shift swelling in the knees, it is. And um, do you think that she was able to achieve that through the through the activation of those key soft tissue areas connecting to the knee or was it more through flexibility or what insights do you think and and sort of best guesses yeah. do you think are yeah. associated with that swelling reduction i mean it's it's, it's complex so it's there's multiple things but i mean definitely the i mean as you say if even though even we know the diet's important but if it comes to the exercise you know the core strength is like a is like the miracle cure i want to call it um and it's because when you get out of a chair or when your knees they need that support from the core otherwise you overload the knees so that that's a huge thing I, um I've even found now just doing core strength helps people in their hands. And, and it's like, it's like, well, how is strength in the core going to affect the rheumatoid in my hands? I was like, I, I don't, I, I don't know if it's those cytokines that get released in the, 
musculoskeletal muscles that have that pro that because they regulate inflammation. But I had a client the other day, she was just mentioning how like my hands feel so much better and we're doing core strength. And I was just like, I, I, I don't want, I'll be lying to you if I knew exactly how that worked, but there is the results are there. And so the same with the knees, it's like the, the general core strength is important, but also it's just like the psychological or the, the confidence and the, and the, and the, and the, 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 the removing that fear of movement, it, it again has an effect on inflammation. There's just, it's, it's amazing how, as I said, it's complicated that the, the intricacies in these systems that regulate inflammation, it may, it may have maybe have, it, it has obviously the same to do with the muscles as well, but I'd be, and as you say, I guess is that it actually the psychological the effect that, that exercises are having the confidence, the, the freedom to move it can actually play maybe even a greater role in reducing the, the knee pain and then actually just the, the movements if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. There are complex mechanisms. There is no doubt about it. Um, so, um, you know, I have a list of suggestions in my mind that it could be as well, but it, it, you know, it just, uh, the bottom line is it helps. I agree that it helps. I used to find my hands used to feel so much better, um, when I would, uh, do upper body exercises. So Correct. specific, specifically anything for the, um, for the sort of deltoid punches, you know, anything that involved using the upper body getting blood flow through the entire limb right from shoulder to fingertip. And Correct. notice that in that position, there's no weight uh, being held through the fingers. The, it, as I'm pushing away, all of the pressure is just back into the, into the soft, soft bones, part of yeah, the hand. Yeah. Yes, there's no yes. joint being hurt whatsoever. It's perfectly Correct. great for you. So yeah. yeah, and then you get then you get the mobilization of the nerves as well when you do that. So there's a lot there's a lot going on there, you know. And, and I love that. Mm. It's, in fact, the core exercise we do is is like the, the one that I've shown before. They're pulling down to the thing and, and mm. to your belly button, and it's, it's getting the whole arm working. So yeah, but as I say, it's it's complex, but it's that the, there's definitely that the effect that exercise. It's not just the, the the physiological, you know, strengthening of the tendons, and yes, that obviously plays a role and support. But it's it's what that does to the mind, mm-hmm. how that also has a huge tie in as well. So, yeah. so she's so she's made great. I mean, just saying to me, climbing up and down the stairs, bending, doing everyday, you know, if you think about getting on the floor, up and down, these are things that we do. You know, we talked about it before, up and down the toilet. You know, like uh, out of a car off a desk it's it's movements that you do every day and if you just get those right um it, it has a huge effect and just knowing how to do them correctly i think that's the one of the big aha moments she mentioned as well quite a few times was um is just that you don't have to do super difficult complex exercises to get great results and i think that's saying that a lot of especially even my sports guys they say but your exercises are so basic had a client tell me yesterday that these are so basic exercises yet they they're so effective and i think that's especially for ra people this is so great you don't have to do complicated movements and strenuous movements to get results mm. it's so true we we tend to overthink these things and especially if we go and get the assistance of say the local you know um physiotherapist who hasn't got any experience with working with complicated or difficult cases like rheumatoid arthritis and whilst they are probably the greatest if you're just an you know an athlete and you're working and you're you know trying to keep up the local uh soccer uh routine that you have going on each weekend um and it might be perfect for that person 
so different when it comes to to rheumatoid. Uh, you know, as we said right at the start of our conversation, um, yes. there's the use every joint is kind of and every limb is sort of guilty until proven innocent. Yeah, and and like you said, it's so individual. I mean, it's like what you do with her is going to be completely different than someone else. Some, sometimes I start with knee problems. I often even start with working the shoulders. I don't even go to the knees, you know, because of the crossover link, the chains that we work different areas. So it's like sorting like a like a like a problem is solving this mm-hmm. this, this like a picture. And as I get to work, and as we work with this lady, you can see straight away actually where the where the roadblocks are or where, where she's actually struggling and, and what's going on and, and, and able to pivot and change direction. And so it, it's, I mean, I mean, just exercise again. I mean, you said it before, it's such a big part of uh, that coupled with diets and many other things. It's, 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 it's such a bit, it's an exercise as medicine. And um, that's the big thing. She didn't want to rely on medicine too much, you know, Western medicine. So, you know, exercise is medicine in a sense. Do people need to buy many things to work with you? such as equipment, expensive things, or are you able to direct them to some inexpensive resources for them to get started? Yeah, no, it, you just need a chair and you need uh, those elastic uh, resistance bands, preferably quite light in the beginning, and then a lightweight, like a two kilogram, maybe a three pound weight for US-based clients. Uh, you know, it's, it's not, not heavy stuff at the moment. It's pretty, pretty simple, yeah. And have you sent her on her way now with a plan now that you've um, been through your, your coaching sessions together? Does she now have a maintenance plan that you've given her? Yes, she's got a maintenance plan that she does every, you know, every two to three days. And then I've given her things that if she does struggle with certain pains or, or, or restrictions that she can do to loosen it up. Um, it's really following. It's quite a se- sequence and order of exercise that she goes through. And in those in that six weeks, we try work out. It's like a, it's a recipe, so it's not only just the exercise, but what she must do, when she must do it. So there's a real quite a detailed plan um, that she goes through. And then I update it every two to three months. She'll we'll be in touch since she'll maybe something needs to be removed or stronger exercise or yeah, or different pain. <laughs> right, yeah, different challenges do present themselves as you go. Well, Carl, thanks very much for this. It's been very informative and it's really great to hear that you've got some, you know, these you would call life-changing outcomes for people. Uh, The case study you've given us here is someone, as you said, who's had rheumatoid for decades, has probably got a lot of uh, physical challenges that they've negotiated over the years. And to get her that level of results from only a couple of months uh, is awesome. I also just want to say to folks who are interested, Carl's very affordable. Your pricing is set up to make it accessible to a great number of people who may not be able to afford uh, their their local physical therapist slash functional movement expert. Uh, Your pricing, I believe, uh, enables that for a lot of people. So please head over to carlreadercoaching.com and uh, schedule a 15-minute call with Carl, which is completely free just to see whether or not Um, he'll be able to help you. And for all members of Rheumatoid Solutions, sorry, Rheumatoid Support, you're able to log in and inside our members area, ask Carl as many questions as you want. All the exercises are there. All the ways of doing things are there. So if you're not a member and you'd like to access Carl that way, it's a very, very, very uh, effective way of uh, getting help from Carl. 
head over to rheumatoidsolutions.com where you can join up and uh, get help from not just Carl, but all of us, myself and, uh, and the team. So thank you very much, Carl. And, uh, you know, it's always a pleasure to have you on here. And I look forward to chatting with you inside our support group probably today or tomorrow. Uh, but uh, uh, I hope that also this has been um, helpful for everyone else uh, to be able to learn, you know, that there is ways forward, even with long-term affected joints to be able to make significant improvements. So thanks very much. Oh, Clint, thanks. Always a pleasure. Thanks for listening to Rheumatoid Solutions. If you'd like to get more help to live an easier, healthier, and happier life, visit rheumatoidsolutions.com.